Thanks for joining us for the Sermon of the Week. You can find out more information about Legacy Church online at LegacyFamily.tv. Everybody say, get ready. Are y'all ready to slay some giants? We're talking about slaying giants today. Maybe you're not there spiritually. Maybe you're not ready to slay giants, but you know what? We're going to get ready. Today we're going to boot camp. You know, every good military goes to boot camp. Well, they get prepared physically, mentally, and, and emotionally to go to battle. And I'm going to help you today. Anger is a big giant. Drug addiction is a big giant. Sexual sin is a big giant. Whatever your giants are. If you don't have the sermon notes, will you hold your hand up and let them pass them out to you? And then we're going to do a commercial break. all kinds of giants out there fear doubt sin sickness poverty hell we face all kinds of giants in life don't we but jesus has overcome amen look at me real quick uh, from time to time i send out encouraging texts to people and i don't have everybody's number so i'm going to change gears as a church we we text people and we have an all-call system and an all-text system. Like if it snows next Sunday, we send out an all-call or an all-message to tell you we're not having church. Okay? Or uh, we send out encouraging or we need to pray for somebody or if there's a funeral. It's just an easy way for us to blast and contact everybody. So look at your sheet up there and write legacyfamily.info. And so I need you to go on there and give me your good number. If you haven't been getting text, go on there because I'm going to start texting through the all call and text you things. And maybe you don't want it. That's fine. That's okay. We put stuff on Facebook saying we're not having services. But if you want an encouraging text every now and then, if you want uh, to know what's going on and what's happening, what's coming up, because, you know, in three weeks we've got a great uh, couple coming in and they're going to minister on family and marriage and life they're going to be here on saturday morning and sunday and uh uh just they're going to tag team preach husband and wife uh, aquila and priscilla it's in the bible tag team preachers that are married how about that but his name's ken blunt and trudy blunt uh, if you've ever seen the gospel bill show way back in the day they he was nicodemus on the gospel bill show and uh he's ministered to kids he's a songwriter but he's, uh, he's, he's really going to come to us about marriage and family, and we're going to have a great time uh, with that. But if, if, go on there. There's, if you don't have a smartphone, you can go to the back at the Connect Center. Point at the Connect Center, y'all. See back on against the wall, it says Connect Center in the orange. There's some pads, uh, like iPads, that you can type in and put in your address. And if you got an email or uh, you want a phone number, you want a phone call, and, and you can accept what you want or not any at all. It's all right. It's good. We still love you. So let's get into the Word. Mmm. Slaying giants. Basic training. Let's get ourselves. See, I, I wanted to go, you know, I'm looking for the Goliath, you know. I want to be David. But you know what? David killed Goliath in here already. If we're not ready in here, we're going to be like the rest of the army. Who were they listening to? They weren't listening to God. They were listening to Goliath. So we got to deal with some of that. I'm not preaching David and Goliath today, but the Bible's full of all kinds of giants who people defeated. 
They defeated fear. They defeated all kinds of things. So let's, let's look at number one. Desire the sincere, sincere milk of the word. You know, what does that mean? Well, last Sunday I talked about fundamentals. So, so let's talk about fundamentals just for a minute. This is the fundamentals. You cannot walk away from the fundamentals of Christianity. What happens if you walk away from the fundamentals of driving a car? You're in trouble. you got to stay between the yellow and the white line. And you better do the speed limit. Because we've got several officers in here that are waiting to pull you over. <laughs> no, but you got to do the speed limit because it's safe. You know God puts speed limits on you. Not to stop you, but to protect you. But I won't drive 100 miles an hour. And you crash and burn and you wonder what happened. Well, it wasn't God. You know, I, I, I am not driving in between the white and yellow line. What happens? Well, what about plumbing? If you turn the faucet on and sewage comes out, we got problems. But how about if you turn this faucet on and sewage comes out? We got problems. That's fundamentals. That's fundamentals. And so you can't, you can't be, well, Jesus said you can't have good water and bad water coming out of the same stream out of the same mouth so that'll help you and the word that our sister gave we're going i'm gonna go over that again in a little bit because that's what's stopping you that's what's stopping you the bible says it's the little things we know goliath oh there he is we recognize him but it's the little things that hinder you that that bring doubt to you Uh, some of you sitting there with the identity i'm not good enough i can't do it I, 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 and that's wrong. That's not humble. We're not humble, but that's not being humble. Moses was the most humble man on the planet, the Bible says, on the earth, but yet he led millions of people, and he had to deal with their problems. People who are humble know who they are. They know their identity in God. You ever met somebody that's just gruff and mean? They don't know who they are. Don't you talk to me like that. You know, they growl at everybody because they're, they're, they're intimidated and they're fearful. I don't care. I've seen six people, six, six, and 300 pounds can just choke the wind out of you, but they're scared of you. And that's why they act that way. If they, if, they, if they knew who they were, they'd just, hey. So let's look, 1 Peter 2, 2. As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Now, you know what? I'm not a baby anymore. But guess what? When I eat a biscuit, it's got milk in it. When I eat cereal, I, like, I don't like water on my cereal. I like milk on it. Milk's mixed into everything. Butter. <laughs> Nobody like ice cream. Oh, yeah. You know, ice cream's got milk in it. We've got to have the milk of the word. You can't walk away from knowing that you're a child of God. That's what God's trying to say today. I say every day, thank God I'm a child of God. Thank God, well, you're a pastor. Yeah, but I have to walk in the basis. The basics of Christianity are still mine. I'm a child. Everybody say it with me, I'm a child of God. You know, I wanted to go with the weapons, you know, the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Uh, how about our authority? Most people don't know that they have got authority. But you have an authority. You've got authority as a believer. So remind yourself of your authority. Remind yourself. And yeah, you know, prayer. We'll talk about prayer too. Prayer, getting to know God. Look at Ephesians 5, 8 real quick. Send you notes, but look. For you were once 
Look, who's it talking to, to who? Who's this talking to? You and me. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable in the Lord. And have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Now, you know what? Christians have been doing this, and even the Israelites did. We know God, and they want to expose everybody that's unclean. And you know what? We get in that judgmental thing, but you know what? I want to talk about that. Who did I say who this was for? You. Me. So expose them where? In us. Let's look at us today. Don't be looking over there. Don't be elbowing your wife or your husband. That's you, you old bonehead. No, look at you, what God's doing in you. Let God stir you up. Let God, let God, let his righteousness rise in you. As we just read, the goodness, the righteousness, and the truth. Man, the truth will set you free. The truth will help you to run. The truth will, the truth will make you bold. The truth makes you relax. It's who you are. The truth is, if you believe in Jesus, if you've accepted him as Lord, relax. I'm going to heaven. Take fear off the table. I always talk about people being, you know, I'm not a, I win no matter what. If I die tomorrow, I win. I'm going to heaven. I take, I'm taking the fear of death off the table. That's a big giant. People are like, okay. If you forget the fundamentals, you will fail. I want to, I'm running this race for longevity. Did you know that, that, that in 19, what was it? 1954, the four-minute mile was broken. If you've never run track, you probably don't know that. Four-minute mile, they thought it was impossible. They thought it was impossible to break the four-minute mile. Nobody can do it. They come up close, they come up close. In 1954, God did it. He broke the four-minute mile. Listen to me, listen to me. This has a point to it. If you'll live for Christ, people want, they want to be like you. Once he broke the four-minute mile, everybody started breaking the four-minute mile because the mental part of it, nobody can do it. Now they've done, they've, the record is 17 seconds past the four minutes. Three minutes, I got it written down here. Three minutes and 43 seconds and point thirteen tense come on they broke it when i see somebody gets victory it excites me i want the same victory i'm not jealous i want that victory i shout that's what the bible says rejoice with them that get the victory that ha that, that rejoice it's time to rejoice huh. let's look at three things wrong teaching Wrong teaching to hold you up. You know, I talked about last Sunday killing sacred cows. Somebody, we, we, put, we, put, we get a, these, these thoughts and that we get these religious ideals that people tell us or people have taught us. You know, I, I was telling somebody, I, I, you know, I started reading the Bible and I go, well, Grandma believes that, but that ain't in the Bible. You anybody heard anybody say, you know, the, uh, the Lord works in mysterious ways, his, his, his wonders to perform or whatever it goes. That's not a scripture. That's not even a scripture. And people, you know, they get quoting things. We got to know what the Word says. If you, we got to know who we are, what our identity is. We got to know what the milk is. And, and, you know, people get 
been up about the sovereignty of God. Well, God's in control. If God's in control, then why pray? Then why witness? No, come on. I, I know that's a big one for some people. Well, you know, the Lord, I didn't get it, so the Lord didn't want me to have it. Well, how, many, how long did you pray? Did you stand in faith, having to done all? Having done all, stand now. That's called patience. It's called longevity. Huh? It's mine. It's mine in here. Okay, David killed Goliath. Goliath stood up and said, I'll chop every one of y'all up, and I'm going to feed you all the birds. On the inside, David got stirred up. Wait a minute. Who does he think he is? We serve God, the Most High God. You know, you need to get stirred up. I serve God. Wait a minute. This ain't supposed to be happening. I serve God. You got you to get stirred up on the inside first. I know we can get in a worship service and get excited, and you feel like you can charge hell with a squirt gun. But it don't work unless you know it on the inside. Because, you, you know, you, ooh, we'd be like hiding. But we got to get bold. The Bible says be bold. How do you, where does boldness come from? The inside, the inner man. Look at misunderstanding God's unconditional love. Okay, let's go what we did. That's what we did, what we did in the worship service. God loves you. God is not looking at your past. God loves you. He does not look at your past. He's not judging you and judging you and judging you from your past. The only per person's past that you can look at and know how they truly are. Because I can dig in your closets and you can go in mine and there's some skeletons in there. I did some stupid stuff in high school. I did some stupid stuff out of high school until I got on track. I got, got, got on track with God. I mean, I started dipping snuff in the fourth grade. But when I got on track with God, I dropped it like a, I dropped it like a hot potato. And people said, I don't know, how did you do that? God, because I mean, I, I, I had the ring, you know, in my pocket there with a skull can, and you know, I wasn't wanting the ring, but it just happened to be there, because that's where you put it in your pocket, but I got on track with God, and things started dropping off of me, and they drop off of you, God, God loves me, God saw me for who he wanted me to be, not who I was. The only person you can look at their past and know exactly who they are is Jesus. And the Bible teaches us to go and look at Jesus. He's our example. But you are not a drug addict. God doesn't call you drug addict. God doesn't call you alcoholic. God doesn't call you divorced. God doesn't call you things. He calls you what he wants you to be. And matter of fact, when you get to heaven, you're going to get a new name. And that name will, and when you say your name, it's exactly who you are. Faithful, strong, pure, kind. Whatever it is that you are, that's what God, that's your, gonna be your name. You're gonna get a new name, glory. Because I've, I've had people make fun of my name. Matter of fact, somebody said, We got any bread? I go, What? Because there was Brett, Bruce, Brian, Brandon, and Brad. And you got, you know, who are you talking, who are you calling in there? And so, so, so you, you, you think about it, God's called you and he's called you by his name. And he looks at the Jesus that's in you and the potential that's in you. Say, I've got potential, I've got potential. for great things. Great things. My, I, I just want to, you know, we could run with this.
The Bible says believers. Are you a believer? Lay hands on the sick. Believers are righteous. Well, I don't feel righteous. Come on, receive righteousness. Receive right standing with God. Not what you are, what he is in you. He's the way maker. He's the conqueror. You got the conqueror living on the inside of you. The Bible says be bold as a lion. Uh, how you doing? My name's Brett. What? No, God will cause you to, to be bold, to step up. How many of you heard that they were hiring, but you never went because they, didn't, they wouldn't hire you? I used to send my kids on job interview just to practice interviewing. Ha! Well, I knew they wasn't going to get the job. They kind of, you know, and they didn't think so either. But I said, you need to go in and interview for it anyway. Because you know what? When the right job comes, you're going to have the boldness and the courage to step up and declare who you are and what you can do. We don't ever think out of the box. You know, if, you, if you're going to be a millionaire, you've got to do something different than what you're doing right now. Because you're plodding down the path. God may, oh, I don't want to quit my job. Now, now, sure, there's callings in certain jobs. Don't get me wrong. But listen, we want to trust and obey. Remember that one? For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus. That's what faith is, trusting and obeying. And the third one, lack of identity. Not seeing uh, who we are in Christ. See, that's where confession is so strong, and we teach confession, saying and knowing who we are. We are a child of God. We are an overcomer. We're more than a conqueror. Can you say that? Can you say, I'm blessed coming in and blessed going out? Can you say that? Can you really believe that? Well, I don't feel blessed. It doesn't matter what you feel. It's what the Bible says. The Bible says if you uh, confess in your heart what you, if you confess with your mouth what you believe in your heart, Romans 10, 9, and 10, you become a Christian. Guess what? Tomorrow you may not feel like it. Matter of fact, you may have got saved at eight years old, and tomorrow you could wake up and not feel like it. Don't feel like I'm saved today. Doesn't matter what you feel like. Change the way you feel. Emotions are great, but we don't live by them. We know what the Word says, and we obey the Word. Okay, amen. Number two is the word we got from our sister, stay out of the flesh. Stay out of the flesh. The flesh will get you in trouble. The flesh will hinder you. The flesh is an enemy. Your body and your mind's an enemy. The Bible says renew your mind. Look at... uh, It's hard. How many of you know you've been living in your flesh your whole life? Go to that nursery in there. You break out a bottle and they start crying. Now, it's mine. You know, they go, ah, they're dirty, ah. That's all they want to communicate. That's their flesh. Oh, but they're angels. No, they're flesh. <laughs> I love them. I got, you know, I love them. I love kids, but they're still flesh. You know, they get bent out of shape over nothing. You know, he got one more Eminem than I did, and this is the way we act. <laughs> oh, somebody ate the last piece of cake. Flesh. We're going to read this out of the Passion Translation. Minister Jerry Savelle uh, got me started on this. But look what it says in Galatians 5.16. As you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit. Hold it right there. As you yield. God's not going to make you. 
God's not going to make you put your flesh down. You know, it's always, I always say, I, I, my mama fed me when I was little, but she taught me to feed myself, and God wants you to take care of yourself. I used to tell the youth, you know, you can't sit in the service for an hour without going to the bathroom. What's the matter? You need a diaper? You go to the movies, you can sit for two and a half hours and not go to the bathroom. Okay, let me preach this away. I'm sorry. I was I don't know where that came from, but listen to me. It's take care of your flesh. Look what it says. As you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit. Where is that at? On the inside of you. You, Christian, have the Holy Spirit. The dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit. You will abandon the cravings of your self-life. As you, all right, The cravings of the self-life are obvious. Sexual immorality. Lustful thoughts. Pornography, get a hold of it and get it out. Chasing after things instead of God. Chasing after things. The Bible says don't worship the creation, worship the creator. We worship the creation too much. Worship the creator. Manipulating others. Quit manipulating other people to get your way. Hatred of those who get in your way. Senseless arguments. Resentment when others are favored. Temper tantrums. Angry quarrels, only thinking of yourself, being in love with your own opinions. Well, this is what I think. I have people ask me, well, you're a pastor, what do you think? What I think doesn't mean a squat. It's what the Bible says. Because my opinion and $2 will get you a cup of coffee. I used to say 50 cents, but not anymore. <laughs> my opinion doesn't matter. It's what the Bible says. Chasing, all right, being envious of the blessings of others. Mm -mm. I'm excited when you get blessed. Murder. When you talk about somebody, you're murdering them. Uncontrolled addictions, wild parties, and all other similar behavior. Haven't already, already warned you about those things uh, who use their freedom for things that will not inherit the, king, will not inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 21, being envious of the blessings of others, murders, uncontrolled addictions, and wild parties. Listen, we have got to get ourselves reined in. Now, she, she gave a word this morning. The Lord said, you've got to deal with this spirit of anger. That's for all of us because it hinders us. See, one of the giants is unforgiveness. One of the giants is unforgiveness. I know you don't want to hear it. But when you think of somebody and you, then they walk in the room, you, it's unforgiveness. You know, get out the frozen and read, let it go, let it go. And the Holy Ghost will help you let it go. The Holy Spirit inside you going, don't act that way, let it go. Who are they? They're not God because they're controlling you. They don't even know it. Unforgiveness will control you. Galatians 5 and 15. Christian, quit biting and devouring one another. You didn't know vampires was in the Bible, did you? It's all over TV. Here it is. Do not bite and devour one another. Beware lest you be consumed by one another. 
Strife doesn't need to be in the church. How can you, have you ever heard an unbeliever say, I don't, I, I don't need to be a Christian because y'all ain't any better than I am. There's got to be a standard. There's got to be a standard, y'all. We have got to live uh, in a place where people want what we've got. They look at you and go, I want to be like that. I had people in my life, you know, uh, you call in bed on Friday night and the devil, you know, and you've done some stupid stuff with alcohol or whatever and, 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 and you repent and the devil used to call in bed and say, why are you trying to repent and be good? Nobody expects it. But I looked and remembered the people who were living for God. I said, I want to be like them. Because, I mean, I had, you know, a fourth of my family, you know, if you got a grandma and a grandpa and a grandma and a grandpa, that's one, two, three, four, you know, they were all alcoholics. Wild. Wild. Crazy. They're the ones that you read about that did crazy things in the 30s and 40s. That's, that's my family. Stab people, hit people, run over people, drunks, alcoholics. That's in, you know, that's not me. I'm a child of God. Woo. My eyes have been opened. I have seen and I've repented and I've turned from it. And, and I took control because I used to, you know, my, my flesh run wild. Even though I was saved, my flesh run wild. I didn't know how to control it. I didn't know there was power in God and the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. My goodness. I'm preaching better than you shouting. And it's, I say then, Paul said, I say then, walk in the Spirit. 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 Capital S, Spirit. The Spirit on the inside of you. There's a capital S Spirit on the inside of you. There's a lowercase Spirit. You have a Spirit. But Jesus came and filled a void that everybody in the world is trying to fill with drugs, alcohol, money, and everything else. But the only thing that can fill that void in you is the Spirit of God. And you are the house of God. You are the temple of God. And if you get up and remind yourself you're the temple of God, you'll quit cussing. I'm a temple of God. That's why I dropped school. I'm a temple of God. I'm a temple of God. Walk in the spirit and you should not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So we've got to maintain the spirit. Because, go ahead, keep going. So the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. We've got a battle going on. The Holy Spirit's telling you to get, get control of your flesh. And these are contrary to one another. Because let me tell you, some of the biggest giants you face is in your flesh. Addictions and things and anger. And, and so that's what I want us to get on top of things. So that you do not do the things that you wish. I don't want to do that, but I do it anyway. Well, get control of it. Get control of it. 1 Thessalonians 5.22 says reject every evil. I know we need to reject the evil out there, but let's start rejecting the evil in here. That's not right. That's not godly. That's not godly. I need to change. Well, you know what they said to me. No, you, you don't ever talk to me like, hey, 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 hey. What did they call Jesus? Beelzebub. He cast out demons with the power of demons. His mama said he's crazy. His brother says he's crazy. And you get your feelings hurt when they call you Bible thumper. You a Christian? You really go to church? Yes, I do. You know, I go to church if I wasn't a pastor because I went to church before I was a pastor. Even when I couldn't control my flesh, I went to church. That's why I wore out my rededicator. It got just smooth, wore out. 
going and rededicating, rededicating, rededicating. Lord, help me. But they never taught me about power. They never taught me that I could have power over sin, that I could stop and turn and go. I'm not going that way anymore. Hallelujah. So, so let's stay out of the flesh. Number three, give no place to the devil. Well, there's a difference between the flesh and the devil. You know, we want to blame the devil every time for what our flesh does. But you know what? Sometimes it's just us. You know, when, when, when you slam the car door on your hand, that wasn't the devil. That was you. Now, what you want to say, you might want to say, get thee behind me, Satan. But that is you that slammed the door on your hand. He does spiritual things. And spiritual things manifest words out of people's mouth or even things that people do. But we've got to get a hold of the devil and, and stop him from manipulating us because he wants to steal the fruit in you, the spirit in you. He wants to stop the spirit of God. Did you know the devil sees you? He sees God. He sees Jesus, and he hates Jesus. That's why he fell. I, he said, I, at one point, he said, I'll exalt my throne above God. Somebody said above Jesus's. And he looks at you, Christian, Christ-like, and he goes, I'm going to make this. I used to work for a guy that made, people, that made Christians cuss. That ain't nothing but the devil right there, manipulating him to go after Christians. But you have authority to stop even what the thoughts that he sends through your mind. Amen. Ephesians 4, 27. Nor give place to the devil. Let him who steals no longer. Let whom stole, stole no longer. Let me read up here. But rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him that who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth for what is good what is good for necessary edification, let it be imparted to the hearers. We want to be a blessing. We want to be an encouragement. I, you know, every one of these kids that come to church, every one of these youth, you need to be speaking to them. You need to be speaking life to them. You need to tell them you look good today. And I don't care if they look like a ragamuffin, as my, you know, your grandma used to say. You tell them they look good. Tell them they're pretty. Tell them they're smart. Tell them they're going to make it. Tell them Jesus loves them. And do it with the, with the power of the Spirit. Oh, yeah, go on, boy, you look good. Oh. Do it with an anointing. Ask God, for, ask God for the Spirit of God to rise in you to speak life into somebody. There are people in this room that need encouragement. You don't know what people are going through. Ask God to see. Ask God to help. God wants to take you to another place. God wants to take you to a higher level, doesn't he? Amen. Refuse to be impressed by the devil. We are. We glorify him, and it's time to quit it. The stuff we watch on TV glorifies the devil. People living with one another, and they're not married. It's, you know, that's fornication. People, uh, you watch shows, and there are people that, you know, their wife's over here, and they slip off with somebody else. That's called adultery. And then you watch where they're stealing cars and stealing things, and we, wow, we cheer them on because they're thieves. And, I mean, notice everything on TV glorifies the devil. And that ain't real life. Because if you steal, you're going to jail. 
If, if, you, if, you, if, if you do these things, it hurts you. Fornication and pornography and all these things of the flesh, the devil has invented them because he wants your eyes on him. He wants your eyes on what's going on. Looks bad out there, y'all. Did y'all see what happened last? Oh, my goodness. America's going to hell in a handbasket. That's wrong. That's, not, that's a wrong prayer. No, no, no. We're supposed to stand in the gap. We're the watchmen on the wall, Christian. You see, I'm trying to get you shored up on the inside so you can start looking out at the world and saying, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I speak that their eyes be opened, that, that salvation come to that city. Huh? But if you're all inward focused and I'm no good and don't look at me like that and you can't get yourself under control, how can you help somebody else? I want to kill some giants. And, and you know what? I can kill giants, but I can't kill them all. But with your help, we can get a whole bunch of them. And if we get shored up on the inside, we're going to be a devil-slaying machine. Let's pray. That's why I want your number so I can say, hey, let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray for Florida. Let's pray for you know, New Orleans. Let's pray for San Diego. Let's pray for Los Angeles. Let's pray for our troops. Whatever God puts on your heart, on our heart, maybe God will give you a word for the whole church. We put it, give it to you, encourage you by it. I mean, it's, it's, uh, modern technology is a blessing and it's a curse. I want to use the blessing side of it. And so we, we communicate, but we pray, 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 pray. We're not even talking about praying today, but that's a, that's a fundamental. We forget to pray. We just look and react. Look and react. No, I want you to get in a place where you're strong in the inner man, where you're ready to go. Amen. What's that? Come, what? Glory, devil, come on. And go at him. See, see what, you know, we're all tormented by thoughts. What do you do with a thought? You go at that thought. Get out. Because I, I, I use this example when my kids started driving. You hear every siren and every ambulance. That, oh, they, they, you know, they had a wreck. The devil tell you they had a wreck. They in trouble. No, get out of my mind. They had a wreck. They're going to survive and live and declare the works of God. See, that's how you go at it. You're no good. No, I'm more than a conqueror. I, I have the wisdom. I, the Bible says that I have the mind of Christ. I may not always make right decisions, but I got the, if I stop and sit down and be still, God will direct me. It's when I get the running. Whoa. Because you get pulled. You get pulled all over the place. Get still. You have got to have some still time with God. You know what they say. If the devil can't stop you, he'll push you. Well, you better do this. You better go there. You better run, 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 run. Or he'll just shut you down and you're just focused on yourself. And you know, you're, as the saying is, you're no good to anybody because you're too broke up. It's time to get healed up. Today, take your healing today on the inside. Take, take your healing on the inside. You know, when you start talking about the devil, Christians even go, shh, don't even say his name around here. Oh, he'll get you. <laughs> what I say, ha, 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 No, Jesus defeated him. He's defeated. We have to enforce it. We have to enforce the law on him. You're not supposed to use that word anymore, but he's retarded. He don't get it. He don't get that he's defeated. He's still trying to stop Jesus. 
And Jesus is not here, but he is here. He's here. You are Jesus. That's why he wants to make you fall, fail. Let's look at number four. Live in God's love. You know, if we're going to go to battle, <clears throat> I'm, on a, I'm on a little step up here. Probably I got to measure it so I know it's about 18 inches, I'm going to guess. 16 inches. If you're going to come at me, I'm going to enjoy the higher ground. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I got me something. And come on. And I mean, I, I'm going to get you because I got the higher ground. Hear me. I got the higher ground. You want the higher ground in a fight. And we're fighting the devil and we're fighting our flesh. The higher ground is walking in love. The higher ground is walking in love. That's the key is to walk in love. Doesn't matter what, what all hell's breaking loose in your life and all the, the circumstances that are going on. We'll walk in love. Do what the word says. Look, look at this is the Passion Translation again in Galatians 5, 23. I cannot get away from the fruit of the Spirit. This, this is a key. This is a secret to life. And I want to tell you some things about this. It says be imitators. All right, but the fruit of the, of the Holy Spirit within you but the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you, I'm going to read that again, but the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you, this is being produced in you, whether you've got it or not, it's, it's there. And I'll explain that a little more in a minute. Within you is divine love. When you got saved, divine love came in you. In all its varied expressions, joy that overflows, Peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, and strength of spirit. Never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. Limitless. Where? In you. Okay, go to Bible Gateway and you can look that up again and read it in the Passion Translation when you get home. Jesus came. Now let's just talk about this just for a minute right here. Divine love expressed in joy that overflows. Peace that subdues, just stop, got the peace. Because, you know, things get going, no, no, Lord, I need peace right now. Peace. Patience, that endurance. When the talk, Bible talks about patience, it's talking about enduring. Endurance. Standing. With a smile. Kindness. Be ye kind to one another. That's Gentleness. A life full of virtue, faith that prevails. Did you know faith is a, is a fruit? And do you know faith is a gift? The Bible has a lot to say about faith because it's, this is how we receive this is by faith. Do you have faith? Everybody nod. Yeah. 
The Bible says that all men have faith. Matter of fact, our next series after, and in four weeks, we're going to start faith. Because, see, we're setting you up. I want to look and see, when you start recognizing giants, then we're going to use our faith to take these giants out. Because you don't know what's coming next month, but that's all right. You've got faith. Great faith. Faith that believes. Faith that trusts. Faith that obeys. Faith. Say, I got faith. Well, the Bible says to develop your faith is comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. When you come to church on Sunday, you should have your, your faith being developed and, and grown and strengthened. Amen. So your faith's being strengthened today. Guess what? So is your love. Love strengthened the same way. When you look at somebody, when you're here, when I look and see you, it encourages me. Woo! Even when I wasn't a pastor, it encouraged me to see people in church. Hey, how you doing? Man, it's good to see you. I sense the love from you. And then out of that love flows joy and peace and gentleness and long-suffering. And all these things come to us. How about the last one? Strength of spirit. Do you know if you never feed your spirit, it's going to get weak? If you don't lose a leg or an arm, it gets weak. Matter of fact, if your right arm dominant, your left arm's weaker than your right one, isn't it? You ever tried to pick up something and like, man, I got it with my right arm, my left one just ain't that quite there. You have to develop it more. Develop your spirit, man. Develop walking in the Spirit. Today I'm, I endeavor to walk in the Spirit. Today I have the power to walk in the Spirit. Today I will walk in love, joy, peace. Gen- read them. I, I got endurance today. I know my boss is a jerk, but I ain't working for him. I'm working for Jesus. I know I'm setting my heart. I'm setting my life. And I, you know what? He's going to come at me and he's going to call me ignorant and fool or whatever. You know what? I, I'm not. I'm a child of God. And you know, the Lord ain't going to let his children be taught like that. He'll get you another job. Okay. I know that's a big stretch for some of us. Living out of the fruit, as I said earlier, or last Sunday, is longevity. Recognize when you're not walking in the fruit of the Spirit. Anger. Resentment, all these little petty things, they hinder us. I want great things. We want miracles, but yet we don't want to change. You know, let's go into a hard area right quick. You know, grace, faith. Well, if God wanted me to have it, he'd just do it, wouldn't he? Why don't he just do it? Uh well, you know, I, I asked God for the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues and stuff, but he didn't give it to me, so I, I don't guess he wants me to have it. Eh. Wrong answer. I, 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 I'm not blessed, so I guess God just wants me to be poor. He's trying to teach me something. Eh. Wrong answer. See, just because you're in the middle of something doesn't mean that's God's will. But what helps you get in out of God's will is knowing who you are. And the fruit helps you get out. It flows. If you, if you work for somebody and you're always five minutes late 
and you're always griping and complaining, you know, the sewer's coming out of the faucet instead of going, you know, down the drain. It's coming out the mouth. Do you think they're going to give you a raise? you think you're the first one they think about, about giving a raise? No. Even the world recognized the fruit. And against there is no law. That means they can't, there's nothing to judge you. If they, if they say bad things about you and you're walking in the fruit, they're lying. They're lying. They're lying. Now, are you going to believe a lie? You're going to believe God. Okay. Say it with me then. You're not going to respond. I want to believe God. I will believe God, and I do believe God. So we got to start believing him. When you walk in the fruit, you will receive the blessing. You'll be an overcomer. If you're not overcoming, something's hindering you. You're looking at everybody else, and it's everybody else's fault. It's amazing to me people get spiritual, and they want to get a word, but they don't want to use that word on themselves. It's amazing to me everybody wants meat, but they don't want to do the milk. Give us something, Bo. Give us a great revelation, Pastor. Give us a great revelation. Yeah, do the word. Do the fruit. Produce the fruit. Live the fruit. Walk in the fruit. Sierra said she's going to make a T-shirt. Walking in the night. Fruits of the Spirit. Because I preached on this a couple of years ago. But here's the problem. If you won't change and do the fruit, you're not going to have the victory. And you're always looking at some, why somebody else don't have the victory. But we just read about it. See, resentful and griping about other getting blessed. What they get that for? They already rich. Well, how, how did they do it? It's what I want to know. I want in on it. If God did it for them, that he'll do it for me. If God healed somebody of cancer... And I know he has. Well, glory, I know if, if that devil comes knocking on my door, he's got to go. See, see, there's victory in Jesus. And it doesn't matter how it comes. And we get, listen, let me say some things. Just listen, if you get sick, does not mean that you are a weak child of God. Come on, quit condemning yourself. We beat ourselves. I can't let nobody know that I got sick. They'll think I'm not a good Christian. We do, don't we? And some of us have been taught that. I'm not sick, I'm not sick, I'm not sick. Baloney. You're sick. Get the word on it. Pursue the word about it. The word will help you overcome. Go to the doctor and tell you how to pray. Well, it's your liver. Glory to God, liver, wherever you at. I speak to this liver in the name of Jesus. I call this organ whole in the name of Jesus. I lay hands on myself and the sickness, liver, you got to go wherever you're at. You know, you may not know what it is. The Lord gave me a word for somebody about their diaphragm. Where's that at? You know, I, I think for me to know, but the Lord knows. They said, Lord, I want to hear your diaphragm. And they said, that's mine. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to ask what that is, you know. But it's got to do with your lungs. Hear me. Hear me, we get all just, oh, I don't want nobody to know I'm going through trouble. Come on, there's strength in numbers, there's strength. And with people praying for you and people knowing what you're going through. And yeah, you're having to deal with hurts and pains and whatever. That's life. But we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And God will get your test and make it a testimony. And it will encourage others. But I won't tell anybody till I get the victory. no. And you got to be careful who you tell because some people are gossipers. 
You find who you need to talk to and who you need to pray with them. But quit beating yourself up because you're going through something. Be ashamed. Jesus went through it. I don't care what you make up. Jesus was tempted by men and women. They throw themselves at him. Tempted by alcohol and drugs, it was there. Tempted by grief, he stood in Lazarus and cried. He cried over Jerusalem because they wouldn't receive him. And he knew destruction was coming to him, and he cried over him. It's grief. He suffered everything so we could have the victory. It's what the Bible says. So what we got to go is when we're going through the valley, we just got to make sure we keep going. Come going. He said, I'll be with you through the valley of the shadow of death. Maybe divorce, maybe death, it may be sickness, it may be whatever, but we're going to keep going because the Lord's with us and we're going to make it to the other side. Don't quit. Can't quit. There's victory if we keep going. Bow your heads. If you do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the Father sent His Son to die for you. Look at your heart right now. Is Jesus there? Do you want to accept Him? Will you accept Him? Saints, pray. If you're in this room today and you do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, if it's not real to you, let's make it real. It's a great journey. It's a great life. Will you raise your hand and say, pray for me, Pastor Brett. Pray for me. I want to accept Jesus. Anybody? Just wave it and put it down. Now, Christian, be stirred today. Look at your heart. Is there anger? Is there resentment? Is there strife? Is there trouble? Is there pornography? Is there adultery? Is there fornication? God doesn't make these rules to be mean. He does these things to help you because he don't want you hurt. He hates car wrecks because it hurts his people. He hates sin because it hurts his people. Christian, let's clean. Let's get clean today. Let's, let's get clean before God. Let's get on the path that we once were on. Or maybe you've never obtained that path. It's time to get on the path of righteousness for His name's sake. He said He'd empower you and help you and strengthen you. You see, it's the Spirit of God that gives you love, joy, and peace. It's His Spirit of love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, meekness, long-suffering. All those nine, it's His Spirit in you. You're not alone. So ask God right now to strengthen you, to quicken you, to make you alive to the Holy Spirit's work in your life. 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from unrighteousness. That's between you and God. But hear me. It says in James 2, or James as well, that if we confess our faults to one another, we pray for one another and God will heal us. What does that mean? That means if you have something you're having trouble getting over, you come to me or you find a, 
a, a, a solid saint that will pray for you and that will be broken off. I've seen it. I've had ministers come to me and say, listen, I'm, I'm struggling. And I go to that scripture. The Bible says confess your faults and it broke off of their life. Maybe you need help. Maybe you need to get that broke off. Maybe you need to come talk to me. I'm not going to judge you. I want you free. That's what God wants. It's the heart of God that we all be free, that we have the victory. God wants us to be successful and overcomers more than conquerors. So we got to change. Got to quit going down the same paths. Doing the same things. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for your word today. And and Father, I speak deliverance and freedom. I I speak endurance. I speak the kindness of God. I declare blessing because we follow your word. And we develop the fruit that's already in our life. Stir it up, Lord God. Let us recognize, oh, that's not God. That's not God. That's me. That's wrong. I want to be right. Jesus name now look at me look at me I'm not preaching condemnation listen to me you already child of God you already have right standing with God you just got to get in line with it you've got to get in line with it that's what this sermon's about you have to get yourself the closer you walk like Jesus talk like Jesus act like Jesus the greater things become in your life The the heaven becomes real in your life. It's heaven on earth. The kingdom comes. And then it starts manifesting around you. Amen. Thanks for listening today. You can keep up with fresh content, find out more about our upcoming events, and give to support Legacy Church all online at LegacyFamily.tv. From all of us here at Legacy Church, have a blessed week.